0: Hey everybody, welcome to episode 122 of the PATH Podcast. I'm Jason. Hey, I'm Derek. We're so glad that you've decided to join us on the PATH today. <laughs> We're going to finish talking about Revelation chapter 17 today, uh, that if you missed that sermon, it was given last night, and it's on Facebook or on our website, and um, I'd encourage you to go back and listen to it if you missed that um, from from yesterday. But um, Derek, why don't you talk us through kind of what's happening as we get sort of the the culmination of the explanation for this vision that John's been given in chapter 17.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So we, uh, we uh, went through this last night because God uh, laid on my heart something to do yesterday morning that was a little bit different. So uh, we jumped in last night uh, to verses 15 through 18, and uh, we're looking at uh, Babylon's demise. And uh, what we see here is that the um, um, Babylon is, is propped up and thrives because of humanity's um, uh, feeding it financially. You, you see this idea of, of uh, the harlot of uh, Babylon sitting on these waters and, and being you know, propped up by the people, that waters are representative of the people. And, uh, John, well, the angel, uh, and in John's writing, is utilizing language that we see uh, in Jeremiah mm-hmm. and in uh, Jeremiah talks mm-hmm. about the abundant waters and those holding treasure so what we what we realize and understand is that you know humanity and and the the financial uh, backing of humanity uh, props up this idea this world system it feeds it mm-hmm. and we talked about um, you know that um, in this moment you kind of have this uh, because everything that Satan does and his kingdom is—he's is, got a false Trinity, he's got a you know a, a false city, he's got a false
0: um, Christ, mm-hmm. um, just a counterfeit in every yeah, way. Yeah, he, yeah. He he
1: mimics what God does and is doing and will do, and here in, in this moment you see. Um, a mimic version of Revelation seven nine, where mm-hmm. it says, "Gathered around the Lamb, <clears throat> there's every people, nation, uh, and tribe and tongue." And mm-hmm. and here, you know, is is the fact that um, that Babylon has her own, you know, uh, multitude yeah. of people from every every, every nation as well. Which to me is a mimic, and certainly not as significant as the multitude that stands around the Lamb sure. in Revelation seven nine. But but it's also a multitude that is duped, yeah. a multitude that is headlong uh, and, and bec- headlong into this world system, and as a result, feeding it. Uh, financially and
0: monetarily, yeah. um, I think it speaks to what we've seen the last couple of weeks too. That um, you can understand how that would be alluring because it's mm-hmm. it's well, it's enough like that other system, <clears throat> but the requirements on me the the requir- the requirement of holiness is not on me in this kingdom like it would be in that kingdom. Mm-hmm. So I think I'll go to this kingdom instead.
1: Right? Yeah, because it's. Um, a pleasure-filled, yeah, um, funding. It's it's funding pleasure mm-hmm. and wanton desire, and <clears throat> I can do whatever I want. I can give myself to whatever thing I want to give it to, yeah. and and I am still. There's it, this false sense of security in that, yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Um, and uh, once we f- finish, I'll share a quote. In concluding, the, uh, from C.S. Lewis, I think is, is huge. Yeah, You know, really kind right. of, in, in his beautiful way of writing, um, you know, very uh, allegorical, picturesque yeah. way, describes what this chapter really shows the world is like. Sure, But, um, you know... I talked about uh, sex sells is you know used to be kind of a, a phrase that you understood when it came to advertisements. Now it's just it's just a given now. Yeah, well that and yeah anything sells anything now. Sells. Uh, yeah, but um, it's that <laughs> to go back to those days would would be. Uh, sure. Would you
0: know where that was probably what's considered PG now? So right. you know, yeah. Or, yeah. well, and and you don't even have to. Like the sad thing is that you don't even have to. That phrase doesn't even. It's not even a part of the conversation it's now. It's just that's a well. Yeah, I it's take that for granted. Given, yeah. It's a given that that's yeah. a part of what's going
1: on. But but it it just goes to show that pleasure is alluring. Pleasure yeah. traps you and traps you, Um and uh, you think you have this. Wonderful thing, but you you don't. It's a dis- yeah. it's a destructive
0: thing. Yeah. It's a false pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's not a
1: lasting it ends, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's, and doesn't feel It doesn't satisfy. It only keeps you coming back. Right to, to play in the mud more. You yeah. Know, so uh, something that's not in this passage, but something we kind of talked about is how um, it's and it's in Revelation, and I think it, it makes a lot of sense. Um, one of the commentaries I was looking at pointed this out, and I thought, you know, that really makes sense to talk about this now because in chapters, well, yeah, beginning in chapter 2 of Mm -hmm. Revelation, you see these um, letters written to um, a messenger for each church, of Mm -hmm. of each of these seven churches, and every single one of them gives a warning. Some give uh, a repudiation. Some say, hey, this is what you did good, you know. Right. But... What you see is how this world system, this temptress, this prostitute, this Jezebel, had already seeped into each yeah. congregation, each yeah. um, um, cities, churches. It had seeped in in certain ways, and the angels calling those things out. Now, you know. Even in the midst of of the world system seeping into the church, there's a way out for each of these churches. There's a a call to repentance. There's a call to say, hey, if you do this, this is how you conquer. But what we see is that Babylon has seeped into the church. um, And um, um, because of the allure of the harlot, of of the prostitute, of the great city of Babylon, and because we are meant to live in the world, but not of the world, living in the world sometimes means that the world seeps in. Yeah. So we have to be cautious of that. We have to be careful of that, that we uh, we don't allow um, the world system to push out the system of the Lamb and mm-hmm. the kingdom of, uh, of Jerusalem, um, of the New Jerusalem, the opposing righteous city. Yeah. Um, and 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 we, we just have to be mindful of that. Um, and, and you know, uh, Church of Ephesus, um, the uh, sexual immor- or um, Church of Ephesus. Said they had left their first love, and yeah. uh, pergamum uh, sexual immorality had seeped in already. The teaching of the temptress, Tyra had allowed Jezebel the spirit of Jezebel in. Mm-hmm. Laodicea had been so infiltrated by the world they were rendered useless. Uh, their wealth, um, they were very wealthy, so that likely contributed to the infiltration of Babylon's ideas, maybe even contributed to propping up Babylon as we saw uh, in the first verses where she is sitting on the water. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, uh, so on and so forth. Uh, Each of the seven churches had 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 problems with the world seeping in. That's a a dire warning to um, congregations today to say, hey, you know, in what ways are we devoted to the Lamb and not allowing the temptress in. So yeah.
0: yeah, I think it's really it's really important to heed the warnings that we've seen throughout the book of Revelation mm-hmm. to to be on guard because you see in all these churches and these churches geographically were were somewhat close together. Mm-hmm. I mean not right next door to each other, but they were in the same general region. And they're all allured away in different in different directions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so um, the the call and the warning to be on guard against this alluring temptress is um holistic like we, we've we got to be on guard everywhere uh and not just thinking oh well we'll never let sexual immorality get us here and that's when leaving your first love might sneak in you know and so it's just this f- focusing on the lamb so that we're not tempted in any direction away from uh from from that kingdom
1: yeah yeah, absolutely, and and um, sin is a cr- is crouching at the door. You yeah, know? I mean that's <clears throat> uh, scripture shows, not just in Revelation but throughout that um, you know uh, Satan is trying to find open doors right. into our lives, into the lives of of us collectively to. Um, to neuter the power of God in our lives, mm-hmm. to to render us uh, where we are um, are useless for the kingdom. Yeah. Um, which, you know, and that I <clears throat> this is about Revelation, but in the morning, you know, something that that I think has seeped into our churches uh, was something the Lord laid on my heart to preach <clears throat> the, that morning, um, yesterday morning. And that is uh, harboring bitterness in our hearts. And uh, <clears throat> Paul tells us that that uh, we can grieve the spirit. Paul tells us that Satan uh, uses our bitterness to hold us uh, captive. Mm-hmm. And um, and so, not only do we need to be um, mindful of how the enemy has. Infiltrated our ranks, so to speak. We have to be aware of where we are um, and what and what might need to be repented of, and 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 um, what might need to be um, put out in the open rather than being held back and mm-hmm. held held um, and harbored. <clears throat> and and that was the challenge, you know, yeah. and um, and and that you know was the challenge the Lord put in my own heart about some things that um that I needed to confess and repent of, and that's what the angel uh, writes to. That's what Jesus writes in these letters to the messengers of each of these churches. Each of them says, "Hey, repent and turn away from this." Yeah, and that's what we have to. We I don't know. I, I almost think. We ought to collectively repent every week
0: Mm.
1: of whatever is being revealed to us so that we are um, not grieving the spirit. And we see, you know, we have opportunity, we we don't give opportunity for Satan to hold us captive and infiltrate us with these various things. But we we find ways uh, to acknowledge our sin and repent of that and um, and prepare our hearts and minds to be effective um, churches for God's uh, glory. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so I think we have to be careful that Babylon can seep into the church and, and we have to just constantly be aware of that and um, protect but also acknowledge in ways that it has seeped in and, and as, as Jesus told us to turn from those things and repent of those things the final thing we talked about uh or, well no, it's not the final thing there's two more but uh we talked about uh, yesterday babylon will be destroyed uh, by the same world system so you've got this civil war kind of thing that happens where mm-hmm. um the world gets tired with the harlot you yeah. uh, ple- that's the thing with pleasure it, it leaves you it it satisfies you for a moment but it it never fully satisfies you and you you get you get uh, you get dissatisfied with it or you may even say you get bored with it Mm -hmm. and so this whole system turns on itself Um, when when um, this was written people assumed babylon meant rome Mm -hmm. uh, many Uh, theologians and and Rome was a superpower that seemed uh, impenetrable I mean uh, there was uh, from a military standpoint outside sources couldn't overthrow it yeah but Rome eventually fell and it fell because it imploded from the inside and uh, that's what happens uh, when worldly ways are guiding your um Your government, your system, the world system—you know—that it it eventually will fall because people will be uh, disenchanted Mm -hmm. with it um, eventually. So that happens, and um, they even uh, use language about Jezebel again. That her flesh will be devoured, like uh, Jezebel's flesh was devoured by dogs. Right. And, And so you know the same thing will happen to Babylon. Babylon will fall um as powerful as it seems it's built on a a, a house of cards if yeah. you will and it will fall and then the final thing we said is that it will happen when god says it will happen and mm-hmm. what we realize is that even in the midst of what seems um this powerful force that we're we're bumping up against all the time mm-hmm. It is not more powerful than our God, and our God um, will destroy it when, when He is ready to destroy it. Yeah. Um, kind of really important to me for this, sir, for the, it really kind of puts a conclusion on the whole book, or whole chapter of 17, and that was Danny Aiken's conclusion in his uh, commentary, and that's something we've kind of used all along. And this among other r- resources but yeah. this is what he said i just want to read the whole thing because it, it's so good and he's uh Danny says my friend cj mahaney has well said today the greatest challenge facing evangelical bible believing american christians is not persecution from the world but seduction by the world and i think that speaks to babylon yeah. and, and the temptress and the prostitute and seducing he also continues to point out what C.S. Lewis said. He says Christian apologist C.S. Lewis would add we are half-hearted creatures fooling about with drink and sex and ambition when infinite joy is offered to us. Mm. Like an ignorant child who goes on making mud pies in the slum because he cannot imagine what is meant by the offer of a holiday at sea. We are too easily pleased. He says that in in Weight of Glory the book, Weight of Glory. So, uh, Danny continues, Babylon offers mud pies in the slum. The new Jerusalem, ruled by the king of kings and lord of lords, offers a glorious holiday at a crystal sea that will last forever. Mm -hmm. Do not be too easily pleased. Do not be seduced by a world that can never deliver what is truly lasting and ultimately satisfying. And I just have to ask, Mm -hmm. you know, are we looking toward our... Uh, our beautiful holiday at sea are we uh, dabbling in Mm. the mud pie of um, of the world's debauchery so um, and uh, I think that's you know a pointed question hard question I think I think um, you know um, certainly something very true but um can oftentimes be hard to uh, grasp. Yeah, as well. So it's kind of chapter 17 uh, coming yeah. to a close, and next week you'll jump into the chapter first 18. part of yeah. 18, and we'll we'll. Uh, We'll yeah. see what begin what keeps going down
0: in all this <laughs> That's as right. we look at the tale of two cities. Yeah. Uh, I promise it will get happier at one point. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it, will. Yeah. it will. It will. It'll turn around. We're
1: we're getting to that point where we it's going to be uh, much uh, easier to, to teach through. Um, and so we've we're we've separated into chunks. Yeah. Um, and right now we're kind of in a, a tough chunk. That's so. right.
0: Yeah. But it's the word of God and it's powerful. It is and it is true for us and it's something we need to hear so well here's where we turn it over to you what is god speaking to you about through uh revelation chapter 17 we would love to know um we'd love to help you walk through some of those things how could we help guide you how could we point you back to the word uh to show you how um what God offers is infinitely better than anything the world might have to offer. Um, you can email us at thepath at, at first.life. You can comment right on this YouTube video, but we'd love to have a conversation with you. Um, so next week we will jump into Revelation chapter 18, but until then, I am Jason. I'm Derek. And we hope that you'll join us as we continue down the path.